after a month hiatus the big gold belt wrestling podcast we are back folks and with all the things that's happening this month we're not short of things to talk about so stick around because this is going to be our premiere episode of season three let's get into it season three premiere of the big gold belt wrestling podcast coming to you live each and every thursdays 8 p.m weekly as we do each and every year we like to take our month's hiatus in january for some r&r but now that it is february 2nd 2023 we're back to do what we do and that's talk all things professional wrestling and some combat sports, but y'all get it. Um, but I am Nigeria alongside of Will and Jamal. Gentlemen, welcome back. How you doing? How you feeling? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a month off and we still tired. That is always a common theme here. There's too much to keep up with. I tell yeah. you, there is a lot going on. So we are going to have no shortage of stuff to talk about tonight. That is yeah. for sure. I tell you what, man. I mean, we 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 all watch as much wrestling as our life permits or we desire. But I tell you one thing, man. I I I, I definitely for every bit of moment I wanted to like really get back immersed into things and get into the flow of things. I had to stay on social media, man. There's just way too much arguing and just negativity and crazy narratives that like it just sucks the fun out of this but you know that's why we come together each and every thursday because i feel like we put the, we put together a show where we just sit back have fun talk about uh our three to possibly more of the hottest top topic topics weekly um and stay away from all the negativity and all that hoopla that goes on on social media but on that note you can find us on social media on all platforms big gold belt um as we're streaming live on youtube on twitter and on uh, Twitch. Uh, but yeah, since this is not really a topic, but we got a, a few a few moments here since we have been gone. Um, what's everybody been up to? What, what, what have y'all been doing in y'all spare time? And and or if you want to keep it wrestling related, what's been the one thing that kind of caught your eye uh, in this uh, month hiatus? Uh, Will, we'll start with you. Oh, geez. I mean, I think enough stuff happened last weekend <laughs> in and of itself to take up uh, about that. <laughs> things that would catch your eye, which we'll be talking about a lot tonight. Other yeah. than that, man, I went down to Universal Studios. I got to pay tribute to the Impact Zone in person for uh, Hobo's 10th birthday. So <laughs> I, that was interesting to see like that the Universal Studios lot where they would film Impact and how now they film AEW there. How it is literally like feet away from a roller coaster. It's like right there. So that was interesting yeah. to see in person finally. Yeah. How about you, Jamal? Uh, well, this month has kind of flown by, uh, but this, you know, just some, some other, you know, some personal things happening. Um, and uh, just a lot of, you know, some set, some setbacks, some progress, you know, but as far as the wrestling goes, uh, DDT has been absolutely killing it. And, and uh, TJPW has been absolutely killing it. And then, of course, Wrestle Kingdom happened, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> that feels like a lifetime ago at this point. <laughs> did it. Did it. Uh, for myself, I had a birthday, so I did enjoy getting older. Um, and while that was fun, uh, like I said, I, I, I tried to, like, dabble back into things and see what's kind of going on wrestling in the wrestling world. But, like, every time I step on social media, it's like, Somebody's always arguing about what who likes what and who don't like what and da 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 da. So kind of really did take the month to kind of stay away from it all. 
Um, but if you've been following us here at Big O Bell Media, you know, like the work ain't been stopping. So I've been covering tons of movies, tons of shows, and I am tired, as Jamal said. But anyway, let's get back on track as we are here for our premiere episode of season three. And we're starting it off with, as you mentioned last week, the Royal Rumble, uh, which is the beginning, the road to WrestleMania. Um, and, and listen, folks, if, if, again, if this is the first time you're checking us out, um, we do not do like a whole recap of the entire show. But we will Ooh. talk about <laughs> what stood out for us, whether it was good, whether it was bad. Just what was that thing that really resonated with you? Um, to take away from the pay-per-view. One of my favorite pay-per-views, I did go last year, St. Louis. Um, I didn't have the bandwidth to go this year. I did have a few folks ask, was I going to come out and cover it as media? I just didn't have it in me, man. I don't know what it was. I just had no desire. But it looks like it was a lot of fun. Um, and, and the show itself was, you know, it was okay. I I, I, I enjoyed it. it. felt really long. I think, I, well, I think I cut my TV off at damn near 1230. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> long show. <laughs> Imagine excessively that. long. Imagine that, <laughs> and then hitting uh the scrum afterwards. Like I, I, I just don't desire these things. I don't know. Um, uh, but um, yeah. Starting off with you, Jamal. Uh, coming out of the Royal Rubble, what was that one thing? The big surprise, the big moment, the big tidbit, whatever it is. What was it for you? Not, not Jack's coming back. Damn right. Number thirty. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. I, I, you would have thought you were tweeting. I every every pick. I say, when is she coming back? Damn right. I, let, let's hear this one. Well, see, it's the thing. Uh, it's it is a surprise that she's coming back because if you let her tell it, uh, she wouldn't be back. Um, if you let <laughs> WWE tell it, uh, she wouldn't be back. And if you let the fans tell it, she wouldn't be allowed to wrestle again. And then there she is. So I, I think that it's a. Whether it's a pleasant surprise or not for you, it is still one of the surprises. Unfortunately, it was in a rumble that really didn't have a lot of surprises. Didn't really have a lot of um, a lot of those moments that have kind of the rumbles kind of known for, where you go like, "Oh, remember when that happened?" You know, it's usually who starts off number one, who comes in number thirty, and what little bullet point spots happen during the middle. And Nia Jackins in the Women's World Rumble was a big highlight for me. Another surprise for me was the lack of NXT people. I think mm-hmm. that NXT for the for really for the first time in a long time has integrated itself in the WWE ecosystem. They definitely look like more of a WWE product than now more than ever. And even if you don't, whether they win or not, they're not going to win. But just to get some eyes on them, just to give them that experience. And you're, you're clearly a, talking about the men's the men's rumble. Because the, yeah. the, at least the female ha- had some, but I, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the men's rumble, but um, just to get them, you know, that experience, I'm surprised that nobody from NXT showed up, and it was like a, it wasn't obviously it wasn't a deal breaker, but it was an odd choice considering that they're trying to make some names and make some waves down at NXT, and you then you know it was NXT kind of got ghosted in the men's rumble, and I thought that was a, that was an interesting uh, choice, especially since. It was a perfect opportunity to plug their premium live event, which happens this weekend. Yeah, it you was know, definitely so. an odd, an odd choice, given they've had those big moments in like past years where like Keith Lee showed up, you know, or random different people from the from NXT got their their almost come up. It might yeah. not have been their complete coming to the main roster but they got their taste and we only got that on the, on the women's side with like Roxanne Perez and uh what's her face uh, Zoe Stark got her Andy Hartwell Yep. Yeah. The only only on the women's side. So why they stayed away from that on the men's, I'm not quite sure. You would you think at least Braun Breaker maybe at least would have gotten a little uh, appearance being he's you know the big champ and hell he's been on Raw before, but nowhere to be seen at all. Yeah. It's it's just you know I'm, I'll give it to you in a second, Will. But I it, it, to me it's like it's clear that there are different people booking the men's and women's Royal Rumble. And because the philosophy of the two of them are dras- drastically different, where the men's rumble feels like the road truly to WrestleMania booking, like you're 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 setting all the pieces of the puzzle mm-hmm. up for your potential matches for WrestleMania, where the women's Royal Rumble is booked more traditionally from what we expect from the Royal Rumble. 
you're going to have some legends. You're going to have some call-ups. You're going to have some face-offs that you never would have thought, essentially dream matches within it and still within the context of setting up your matches for uh, WrestleMania. And I think like it's it's truly, when you when you think about the identity of the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble always, and thus the last few years, have encompassed what we are truly tradition for the Royal Rumble to be. I mean, Michelle McCool, which was something I, I said uh, before uh, the Royal Rumble started, um, I said, it would be nice if she's in the Rumble. I watched the previous two Rumbles before that Rumble started, and um, Michelle McCool had really two good outings the last two previous years, and I'm like, she can she could probably have another run. So they show her ringside. I'm like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. Just for her to have a surprise to come in, I'm like, well, no one saw that coming. So you had the surprise. You had the legend. You had the call-ups. Roxanne Perez getting an amazing pop, by the way. Might have been a huge, the biggest pop. Outside of, I don't know, maybe Becky on the on the women's rumble, and all of it just made it just so much more enjoyable. It's not to say that the men's rumble wasn't good, but it just wasn't following the the, the same, you know, what what the fans I guess were expecting. And not to say that fans should book it, but like it's the rumble. It is one of the premium live events that we are expecting certain things to be, and it worked. Didn't think there was any reason to fix it. So, but Will, for you, uh, talk about your surprises. Or just the things that stood out for you in the Rumble, the Ooh, Royal Rumble. God. I would say that as far as the as far as the men's Rumble go, though, the big surprise to me, I would say, would be them going all the way with uh, Gunther. Gunther got his like coming out party in the men's Rumble, where it was like you may not be winning the thing, but you are going to get the spotlight on you from beginning to end, and. You know, they'd already been going hard with him as like intercontinental champ and making him, you know, stand out and getting over his, you know, physicality and all this. But I think at the Rumble, they took that all to the next level where now he's like, I think, infirmly trenched is, you know, he's not going to be the top tippy top guy, but he's going to be in that top mix of like regular guys, I think, going forward that they clearly have a lot of confidence in to give him that much of a spotlight all damn night from beginning to end in that match. That was to me the, the biggest standout that was just Gunther. Like I we I knew they were into it. But to that yeah. level where it's like, oh no, they are they are way behind Gunther, which is good to see. It's good to see since he can you can put him in there with anybody. So it, it's it was a very pleasant surprise to see him get like way bigger of a spotlight than I ever would have expected. Yeah, let me get in the comments real quick because my cousin is through here. What's up, Trent? My actual cousin coming through showing love for the podcast. Listen, I think Rhea Ripley was a very uh, highly betted uh, favorite to win the Women's World Rumble. Um, I I think about when the day I knew Rhea Ripley was a star, and that goes back to the May Young class I was sitting next to uh, Dr. M. Marcus, who's also a part of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast team. And this was the May Young Classic when um, Tegan Knotts was supposedly booked to win that. She had the injury and she was facing Rhea. And Rhea truly came out as a heel. They worked it so that Rhea came out as the monster heel who had no bit of empathy for (laughs) the situation at hand. And she went on to uh, face, I think it was Tony Storm that one, who was the person who didn't need to win because Tony Storm was already on her way. She was already favorite and whatnot. Tegan is somebody you could have elevated with the win. But obviously Rhea uh, being the heel, heels is something you can build without needing having to win just by going over by getting the, the, the crowd reaction. And the way how she took this moment that uh, with the extent of Tegan Knox's injury, and really, really shining in that moment was, and how old was she then? Probably 21, if that. Just to see her all these years old to this point now, seeing how she just clearly comes out of the Judgment Day and, and is the br- bright star. I mean, Dominic Mysterio is even relevant right now. And I and I really didn't have a lot of faith in, in him, but I mean, I, I think he's interesting to watch now. And I think his skills came along, but... Man, you would think Rhea is like a 10-year vet at this point, just the way how she operates in every position that she's in. And she even had one of the best finishes in the Rumble uh, that I've seen in a long time. I want to throw it to another comment. I'll let you read this one off, Will. 
Oh, I met Alicia Fox and Eve Torres randomly at my gym in Johnson City, Tennessee a few years ago. Brett Bales throwing that in here. Now, those two faces that Alicia, I think, wasn't she in there last year, I think? Yes. Yeah, good to see her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not this year. Nowhere to be seen this year as far as a, a returning legend again. Yeah, Booker T coming out for the men's rumble um, was, was funny because on the pre-show he said he was waiting for the call and he comes out. And obviously him being from Texas, this just makes sense. I'm just mad that when he came out, he didn't do the 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 raise the roof with the flames that came out. I mean, he and his hometown, man. Come on, man. Reek every moment of 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 this opportunity here and shine. But uh, you know, he just came out casually and got thrown over. And God, it, it's crazy to see how big Booker T towers this new generation of wrestlers. And also, Booker T's still wrestling at reality of wrestling, his wrestling school. So uh, this was uh, no rust uh, to be uh, knocked off of him entering the Rumble. Just didn't get to do a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't want to add too much. I will just say the the um, the pitch black match. No, oh, God. Dude, um, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I thought it was creative. You it know, was short. I'll give yeah. it that. It was creative, man. I thought Bray Wyatt and his aesthetics for it worked. I thought that uh, L.A. Knight worked his part. Not mad at it. The ending was wonky, but I wasn't there for it, nor do I think this match was for us. I think it was for the kids. I'm sure the kids loved it and was spooked out by what Bray was doing and how he sort of monstered up uh, once he got the red face paint and was just immune to kendo sticks. But I didn't mind it, you know? A little different. The entertainment part of WWE was definitely right there, and I and I was, you know, cool with that. So, uh, anything else you want to add to the Rumble? Y'all ready to get to our next topic? Well, I, I say, like, uh, I, I'm not never really been a big fan of the Rumble because of how formulaic it's been, uh, over the past few years. But this one was, well, more of the same. I thought the pitch black match wasn't necessarily something that I needed, but it is, inter- but it's not surprising from WWE if they've done stuff like this before. Um, and considering that it is Bray Wyatt. It, and LA Knight to like characters, you know, you're not going to get uh, a bother. This isn't like you know Gresham versus Davy Richards, you know, in a pitch black <laughs> match. This is you know two characters. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with it being what it was, and I think you know, and WWE just had their earnings call. You know, it's still a business. So anybody that wants to um, do a thing and and have them come through, WWE is obviously not above. Uh, you know, get into bed with you know a company to make some money to make some magic happen. You know, if they're willing to fly the whole damn plantation over to Saudi Arabia, they absolutely will take Mountain Dew's money to put that uh, to put a black light match on in the ring, yeah. or get you know Mrs. Fields to you know do the Thanksgiving food food fight or the Honey <laughs> Cam Company or, or whatever it needs to be. But um, yeah. <laughs> you know, onto I mean, Mama pancake flipping match. Well, we Let's don't do talk about Mama it. no more. But um, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, or, yeah, or Uncle yeah, Ben, we, we, right? We had to retire, her. but either way, um, <laughs> it, I, I didn't hate it. But as the Rumble as an event is, it's kind of whatever. But I think the biggest thing out of the Rumble, of course, is started the road to WrestleMania, which is exactly what it's designed to do. And for what it's worth, it did a good job of that. Yeah. Um, as we go into our next topic here, we do have our winners of the, of the Royal Rumbles, respectively, Rhea Ripley and Cody Rhodes. Are y'all, if if you had to, if you had to change the winners here, would you? And who would it be? I'm not um, changing Rhea. Rhea, I think, is perfect in in her spot. Yeah. The men's side, there is definitely talk that you could have done something different on the men's side, but at this juncture. I don't mind Cody as the winner as far as like who was in it. If we were going to change it, we'd have to add other people to the match. But as far as who was in the match and the people available in the match, I'm fine with Cody as the winner. Yeah. Uh, Personally, I don't know. uh, I I just don't watch WWE enough to say uh, who I would change. I'm not a fan of Rhea Ripley as a a gimmick. Um, And obviously if you have Nia Jackson there, then how is she not winning? Um, (laughs) As far as Cody winning the Rumble, that's not I would not have done that. Uh, and when and when we talk about the aftermath of the Rumble, I'll, I'll go into a little bit of why that was. Um, but I, I think that Cody winning the Rumble is a bit uh, premature um, because 
other business needs to be sorted out before we get to Cody. And I think that um, they have, well, it'll be interesting to see how they play that out, but who, who replaces him? Um, I, I, I think it would have been interesting to see uh, Gunther run the table. And, and I said I was saying too. I would not have been mad. I think I yeah. was around like the 26th entrant, and I just sat back and said, you know what? I would not be mad if he just won this now. Yeah. Because I mean, because everybody else in there, and I'm looking at the list now, is generally busy. So it's not like, well, Otis isn't winning, Elias isn't winning, Balazer isn't winning, you know, Damian Priest isn't winning, but uh Edge doesn't need to win. But you know, if it's and Austin Theory is busy and so on. So yeah, Gunter, uh, he went an hour and 11 minutes. So why not have him go through and they got rid of Brock early. So that's fine. No problem in that. But I, I think that's that's what I would have gone with. Yeah. Talking about Cody, who did win here. Um, and as our next topic goes into it, before we get to our break, folks, you know, we do our break at half here. Um, Cody Rose being the right guy to take over for Roman Reigns. This is in our topic notes. However, I don't even agree with the premise of that question because I believe the real question here should be, is Cody Rhodes ready to be the face of the company? And that's what... Well, if you ask him, of course he is. Right. (laughs) For sure. But I mean, as we talk about business here, whoever is to the throne, the tribal chief, is a business move it's not a wrestling decision is that wrestlemania it's definitely not a wrestling decision because it is all about the big spectacle it is about being in hollywood it's about that person who's taking wwe into the next regime of being the face of the company uh last year we talked a lot about mjf being the face of uh, AEW, and i'm pretty sure there's no reason to ever have to bring that conversation up up again because i think that that's just dead in the water at this point but well, when i look at cody that. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, damn, for a month, maybe we had another conversation to come back to twenty twenty three. Doubt it. Now that one, that one's dead. That would be beating a dead horse here. But for me, and and I and I'll throw it to you, Will. I, I I think that what we're seeing for Cody and what we knew about Cody coming over reeked a DNA of somebody who could be the face of the company from mm-hmm. his media work that we he had already established from. His legacy of his name from the legacy that he's creating now uh, with his, I'm sorry, the le- his, his legacy with his last name and the legacy he's creating with his first name um, from their family, their household, um, you know, the reality show stuff that they've done. That right there enough is to say, okay, Cody probably could do something, you know, coming from AEW, coming to WWE, bringing some of the DNA, some of the should we say the pillars that he's established, not the people pillars, but some of the pillars he established in setting up AEW to be what it is and bringing that philosophy over to WWE. One, I think it's got to be the scrum. I think that's definitely had to been Cody's, you know, decision to say, Hey, I think this is a good idea. And by you see everything that Cody's done recently, Cody wants to talk. He did not want to leave that seat at the scrum, <laughs> which means that he is ready to be in front of the camera and talk about everything. He got like three or four montages and, and vignettes about his return. As this we have guy, said many a time, Cody Rhodes enjoys being Cody Rhodes. For sure. It, for sure. Know, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> and, 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 and now, you know, and I give it to you, everything we see him doing in big media, Mm-hmm. WWE has been buzzing for all the right reasons right now. The financial uh, income uh, earnings and everything and the result of what happened in the Royal Rumble and Cody Rose is getting out there talking. So is he the right guy to take over for Roman Reigns? If not him, then who is my question? Because it has mm-hmm. to be somebody. And it certainly right. don't think there's nobody with a bigger brand. And I don't mean brand like Logan Paul. Because, yes, that's probably the biggest name on their entire roster, period. But I mean a brand that reeks wrestling DNA, Mm -hmm. wrestling royalty, but also entertainment value. It's got to be Cody Rose. What's your thoughts, Will? I agree with you that I can't think of anybody else on the roster in a position to take that ball right now and run with it. That said... Just because Cody has won the Rumble, I am not convinced that he is necessarily going to beat Roman Reigns just yet. Because there is a lot of stuff in play. 
And mm-hmm. as Jamal mentioned a few minutes ago, Cody just came back. We we had six months of Cody not being around from him being injured, which I mm-hmm. think in a lot of ways probably has benefited him right now. We just got the Cody Rhodes uh, following the playbook of Triple H coming back from the quad tear. Only thing it was missing was the was the YouTube Beautiful Day video they played for <laughs> Triple H back then. But he's following the same playbook. He came back from a major injury. He got the comeback announced beforehand. He's won the Rumble. He's going to WrestleMania. So he's following that blueprint that Triple H did back in, uh, what was that, 02, I think, when that happened. I don't know necessarily, though, if he is going to end Roman Reigns just yet. Now, maybe there'll be some twists and turns between now and then. Hell, from the beginning, I remember last year when uh, he showed up after WrestleMania. He made the big point about he was there for the title Dusty never won. He was there for the WWE title. I keep going back in my head to the Universal title don't got to figure into this for Cody to complete his mission, to complete his quest. He only needs one of those belts we got 60 days between now and WrestleMania right now. A lot can change between now and then. But if nothing even does change and it's still for both belts come WrestleMania, I don't know if Cody necessarily realizes his dream just yet this time around. Because there's a there is a lot of meat left on the bone with Roman Reigns, with the bloodline that we will get into later tonight. And I can't see it all being neatly wrapped up in the next two months. Cause there's, there's a lot of good stuff left to do. So, but outside of Roman, outside of Cody, I, I can't think of anybody else really in the position to do it at that level. Will, without giving context, if we say that the bloodlines, let me kind of get in camera here. If we say that the bloodlines right here uh-huh. and no one can achieve this level of success and Cody Rose is right here, but he's the next person up. And you're saying you don't think he can get to this point in order to overthrow the bloodline yet, Roman Reigns. Could this next few couple of months be about doing this to the bloodline? Which is why we it see... It might very well be. It might very well be. Which is the why... Cracks, we had mm-hmm. cracks forming this weekend. So we'll be, we'll be talking about that. that mm-hmm. is it. There mm-hmm. is a lot of time between now and WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. How many times have we has the card that we thought we were going to get to Royal Rumble actually happened come WrestleMania? Things it changes in that time in between. So stay tuned, folks. Yeah, out of the way so Jamal can get in there. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so the simple truth is uh, the reason why I asked the question is because Cody Rhodes was brought into WWE in the same way that CM Punk was brought into AEW, and he was brought in to. He doesn't necessarily need to put the company on his back and elevate the brand or anything like that and break it through to the next level. However, he's the only guy in wrestling right now that's a mainstream enough for casual Americans. And I say specifically casual Americans because if Okada shows up or if Jay White shows up, that's a big deal to a small audience. But for casual Americans that follow wrestling, they know a Rhodes when they see one. So with that said... He was brought in in this coveted instant star position to at the top of the mountain to be the star within the wrestling world that it what it is. Not the same as CM Punk, but damn close. So because of that, not only is the question whether or not he's the right guy to take over, and if not him, then who? Um, the problem is with WWE, and this is a good problem to have, is that the bloodline story between Sammy, Kevin Owens, and the rest of the bloodline is so hot. What do you do with that versus what you brought in Cody to do? They did not bring Cody in to do anything else but be WWE champion, period. They don't need him to sell T-shirts. I would say a brand ambassador. What I'm saying, they they don't need him to sell T-shirts. They don't need him to go to NXT. They don't need him to speak Mandarin. They brought him in to be the the face of the company for what it's worth. So, uh, so because of that, they had do have sixty days, but Elimination Chamber and the subsequent SmackDown before it is in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, at the Bell Center, hometown of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Absolutely, that's happening in two, in two weeks. So, yeah, sure, card subject to change, but it ain't serendipitous that 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 lined up that way. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it after the break, but the long and short of it is, if it's not going to be Cody, then what do you do with Sammy? That's why those two questions came back to back like that. It and we is. can talk about, and I have a theory about that, but let's do that on the other side of the break. It is a good problem for WWE to have, folks. That's that's the bottom line here. Yep, but you know what it is. It is time to get to our commercial break. When we return, we got more topics uh, involving the Royal Rumble, involving the Bloodline. Um, but yeah, we'll see y'all in a second. If you're looking to expand your podcast reach, your website reach, as well as your social media branding, visit BigGoldBelt.com for sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Big Gold Belt Media is the golden standard for all of your media needs. We offer pre-roll and mid-roll ad spots, on-air host reads done by yours truly, Damien G, on audio as well as video platforms. For inquiries, please email BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for more information. Again, that's BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for your inquiries for your business. Big Gold Belt Media, wrestling, movie, comics, and more. The Golden Standard. All right, all right, folks. Welcome back to the second half of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And before we get into... Uh, our second half of the show and topics we like to take uh, a moment to uh, focus on advertisement sponsorships and our special segment in the indie spotlight so jamal i'm gonna give it to you for the indie spotlight and then i got a little bit of ad there and then we'll get to the rest of our topics okay so uh we are going to go this week to uh, jersey city new jersey uh on february the 11th it's the jersey championship wrestling jersey j cup uh, it's two shows. Part one is at 2 p.m. at the White Eagle Hall. That's 337 Newark Avenue in Jersey City, New Jersey. Part two is at 7 p.m. Uh, should be a good show all around. But And, and tickets are still available, so get them while you can. Uh, you can find out tickets at the uh, GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, um, Twitter, or, of course, at the Jersey, uh, that's GCW Wrestling underscore. Um, you're going to have, in the opening round of the Jersey J Cup, um, Starboard Charlie versus Joey Janela, which should be a lot of fun. Um, Mike Bailey versus Jonathan Gresham, low-key match of the year on paper. Uh, Leo Rush versus Tony Deppin, that might actually steal the show. Uh, it looks like a hell of a card. Uh, you know, I might have to sneak in, um, you know, because I will not be watching the Super Bowl. Uh, so two shows, two and eight, Jersey J Cup, White Eagle Hall in Jersey City, New Jersey. You can get your tickets from uh, GCW at Game Changer Wrestling underscore on the Twitter machine. Uh, they have links to everything at for the Jersey J Cup, part of JCW's event, two shows, 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. up there in Jersey City. That's your right Indy Spotlight for the week. Right on, right on. Hey, listen, I'm I'm going to be working on my aesthetic in the background in a little bit, uh, fixing things, switching things up a little bit. Um, but once it's ready to go, I do have some new uh, dec decor that I'm be posting up, and that takes my attention to moviepilot.com, which um, they do fantastic work here at moviepilot.com where you can get these movie palettes that consist of stripes of colors that are carefully chosen by their team of artists, which basically represents a particular color for each scene of a film. So it's this fleshing, like if you ever look at like how that, that, that glimmering shot of the Netflix logo looked like, Except it represents the different scenes of the film. And like the closer you get up to it, the more um, detailed, but yet uh, uh, just how cool it looks once you really get up on it. But anyway, who you can check out all of that, find your favorite film um, and get your own at moviepilot.com. And because you heard that here, um, use the code GOLD15 to get 15% off. That is our discount code here at Big O Belt Media. Um, to get you 15% off any product on their site. That information is on the description below. Check out moviepilot.com and get your palette. Now, folks, let's get into our second half of the topic here, which truly is the second half because it is like the part two of the first half of things. So the Sami Zayn problem, shall I call it? And I said it's, the, it's a good problem. What to do with Sami? There's been a lot of comparisons. You, uh, Jamal, saying that Cody Rhodes sort of gives you CM Punk vibes in terms of the reason they're brought in. Uh, Sami Zayn has been frequently compared to Daniel Bryan um, and, and sort of just, you know, the boom of really getting over with the, with the audience and just being this supreme baby face out of nowhere. Uh, but now that 
Sami Zayn has turned on the bloodline, uh, has walked out with Jay, and uh, looks like, you know, there's some cracks within the bloodline that's all about loyalty and brotherhood. What to do with him? And I'm honestly at a blank here. So I, I, I want to throw it to you first, Jamal. What is your thoughts of how this a good issue should be resolved? I think, and I know that it's not going to happen, but if, if, if it were me, I would have a very incredulous Roman because he's top of the walk. You know, he's a tribal chief, all that good stuff. And he understands that, you know, he's going to have to face Cody at WrestleMania. But he's so egomaniacal that he says, you know what? Cody's a chump and Sammy's a chump. I'll face both of you, night one and night two. Mm. <laughs> okay. But if Sammy makes it to night one, he'll have to run through the bloodline at the elimination chamber. There's four guys, uh, four pods in the chamber, yes, plus Correct. one more in the ring who would be their special you know, heater um, the, to bring in there. So maybe you bring in a Jeff Cobb. Maybe you bring in somebody from New Japan or whatever that looks like. I don't know. I know you bring it, whatever. And then, of course, they have to. he has to run the gauntlet, beat the bloodline, and go to WrestleMania to face Roman for real. I think Sammy beating the bloodline in the elimination chamber with or without the help of Kevin Owens in Montreal is going to be is going to be that moment for the year. If you want to recapture that WrestleMania 30 run that Brian had, I think that's how you do it. Whew. And it's a similar run because you know, going through the bloodline or going through Batista and and Triple H fine, but you also have the foundation there because in the elimination chamber he beats the first guy. Jay Uso lays down. I don't want no part of this and rolls out. Jimmy Solo and and Romans used to obviously save him for last. You can build that entire match about the uh, and and foreshadow the fall of the bloodline or the, the the tatters of the bloodline. Sammy obviously has to win in his hometown, moves on to WrestleMania, and then whatever needs to happen happens, and and which of course sprinkles the seeds. Who does Cody face? Who does he want to face? Does he face Sammy versus? Is it Sammy versus Cody for the WWE Championship? Don't want to do that. Well, you don't want to do that. It, does Sammy lose to Roman? And is Roman just in, in an empire of one? You know, but there's so many different ways that you can go about it. Uh, that I think that that's you know a lot of interest and possibilities. And also to be fair, we're talking about the face of the company. The fans' voice would be Sammy Zayn in this moment right now. They have two shoddy shows that they got to do this year, right? Yes. Yeah, Sammy ain't gonna make yeah. it as, as WWE champion. He can't <laughs> no, go. Not a chance. <laughs> so, so that's also a thing too because I, I, do they do backlash this year? Yeah, I seen it. it I okay. seen it uh, in their video montage. Right. So, coming. so backlash is going to happen a month after WrestleMania or so. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sammy wins at WrestleMania. Maybe he's champion for a month. You get that out of the way. Everybody has their feel good moment. Cody eventually wins and takes the baton the rest of the way, goes to Saudi Arabia, goes throughout the rest of the year, has his moments, and we see Roman down the road at Survivor Series or something like that. Yeah. But Roman can take the summer off. He's he's earned it. After 75 years as champion, you know, nobody's pinned him in 60 years. So, you know, this is the summer of Rhodes, I mean, see what I did there. The summer of Rhodes <laughs> is, is, is happening. No, they're gonna play the hell out of that out anyway. You know, this is what it is. So I, I think that uh you have to you you it would be a miscarriage of justice to not play up the fact that the pay-per-view is happening in Montreal, Sammy's hometown, Kevin's hometown, and 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 you know, but we'll obviously see what happened in two weeks. But damn, the go home show is in the building. I mean, come on, you, you can't let that. So, uh, play play is for keeps 20 salute to you my friend for coming through thank you for watching uh we're live each and every thursday 8 p.m uh norman Hemphill, i believe cody's going to win yeah if they go to it's, traditional road cody should win yeah and I, and i obviously the way i look at that by what you said i it's process of elimination to me for here one, you want to make sure that the folks leave WrestleMania night two on a high note. So mm -hmm. Roman can't win, considering you are building, a, a, you're not building, you have a, the ultimate baby face in Sammy, 
and you have but, Cody Rhodes, which is the fair, American dream. Does any the, other match matter than Sammy versus Roman? Yeah, there's going to be other matches. I think no, no, no. no to, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Within the bloodline, if you if Sammy I've, has to take on a member of the bloodline, does any other match matter other than Sammy versus Roman? Honestly, at the end of the Royal Rumble, when everything happened at the end of the show with Sammy and his turn and everything, the biggest thing that caught my attention is Jey Uso. And I think Jey Uso is the wild card in this story because go back to the beginning of the tribal chief. Go back to when he first showed up, made the flip, won the title. Who was the first target? Who did mm -hmm. he have to break first? Jey Uso. Mm -hmm. Jey Uso rolling out of that ring last Saturday was a very big deal in my mind because in a lot of ways, to me, it felt like a full circle moment. Sammy did what he never did he buckled under the pressure and he you know fell in line because of his brother and, and towed the line and all this and now finally it's like oh my god he finally had a wake-up call he rolled out of there now how they're gonna play this i don't know but to me the roman Reigns story with the bloodline started with jay uso it could also end with jay uso Ooh, i love story time Not as a complete full circle moment yeah that's the thing sammy doesn't figure in in that respect he right. came in you know just in the past like you know eight months or so i mean think about it he he showed up with the blood i mean that's why protect that's why his I, own ass that's you know? why i sort of the day brian thing because it's like it's overly big out of nowhere you know so yeah. it's like i say it's a good problem to have jaleel yeah it's a very good problem to have because there's so many layers to this story and it goes over two years now that's like them doing that shit with jay Uso. that jay Uso didn't just jump on him it's right. like Man, there is a backstory there. So yeah, J Jalil was saying honestly, it's about time for Roman to give up the belts. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I think Roman could go another year and people would still watch it. But yet, you just have good problems that are circling around him. And obviously, by being a good heel, you are able to create opportunities to make good faces. And uh, Cody sort of being an organic one, but just it's the anomaly of Sami Zayn just coming out of nowhere getting over I, I mean I've always liked Sami Zayn when it was just pure wrestling um and, and even he's always had a gimmick it's a product of Chikar so you know but like I never was no, no, that, true that was a different guy uh, right 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 that guy retired <laughs> went down to Mexico yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, right yeah, yeah so like obviously that's always been there but at some point I just overly respected his wrestling I think when I really was so that that Sami Zayn is a top tier wrestler. Was a uh, battleground DC. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. I don't know what year that was, but that was definitely my match of the year. Still remember it. Um, and then now he's got back to character. It's kind of like, all right, I guess he went from kind of annoying and his whole little whatever it was, and then this started to happen. I mean, either way, this guy's figured it out. He's figured it out, and uh, for the flowers he's getting from the audience, it's well deserved. But as, as I said, it, I th it comes down to the process of elimination for me here. Number one, you do have the pay-per-view in Canada. You got to have a feel-good moment here. So something positive okay. has to come out of this for Ke for Sammy and, and Kevin Owens. You also have the Usos who have the unified, not the unified, but uh, both of the, the tag team uh, belts. If they're not seeing eye to eye, how can they defend them? Will right. they That's got to be first. figured out. Will they be the first to I drop I think their that titles? that happens after the fact, though. Maybe, and but either way, that's something that has to be addressed right there. That's that's an issue. I know the Freebird rule just got thrown in out of nowhere when Sammy defended the title, so you can obviously throw in Solo in there if need be. I think it should still apply. By the way, I, I just had a moment. <laughs> I know it's going y'all going to be like, what am I talking about? I, I, figured, I remember my issue with the Royal Rumble. I, when when only 29 wrestlers came out for the men and Rey Mysterio never came out, I thought about it. Everybody's like, why didn't somebody came out? Don't y'all remember last year that Lana got hurt and then Becky Lynch came out? Oh, yeah, they did that before. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just confused why they just voided anybody coming out and it only being 29 people for the men. I, I still can't figure out how they decided that we're just not going to let anybody go out at all. Like, But anyway, that's not right there. But and then obviously WrestleMania, you do have the you you want the feel good moment. You want people to go out on a high note, which to me says you can't have Roman win. You just can't. 
Because... Either way, Roman doesn't win. But here's but the question now becomes: if they don't go all the way with Sammy, and again, Sammy was my wrestler of the year last year because he, not single handedly, but he was instrumental in keeping this uh, program going. It was starting to sputter. People were growing a little. It was growing a little bit too long of the tooth. Okay, cool. Sammy kind of reinvigorates the program. And now, months, some months later, we are at the end of this, and we're trying to see it pay out in a big, big way. Yeah. Uh, the Usos and their tag titles and their implosion, that can happen later. Whatever Solo decides to do can certainly happen later. Whatever Roman decides to do, he's going to take a long vacation because he has to lose. I mean, well, one, one, one quick point, one quick point. If you don't play this out uh, you know, right now why you st- and strike while the iron is hot, because Cody's going to be there for a while. They don't need to do Cody right now. But they they can do that after the fact, too, because Cody, because Sammy can't go to Saudi Arabia with the belt. So they can figure that out later. But as right now, I think this is an opportune time while we're talking about it, while we're trying to figure this out. This is this is the moment for Sammy, for what it's worth, to have that WrestleMania moment. This That's what WrestleMania moments are about, Yeah, like moments like this. I tell you what would be even better if he did split the titles and he lost both nights, one to Sammy, one to Kevin. That would be the most insane thing to happen. Uh, so Jill comes in and says, also, this is kind of off topic, but when Sasha and Naomi were still in WWE, I also thought it would be cool if they joined the bloodline. What do y'all think? Um, not Sasha, but I know a lot of people have been screaming for Naomi, but guess what? Nia Jax is back. You, you're not feeling that? Because it, it's, it's right there. It's right there. There were um, definitely some backstage photos of Nia hanging out. She know what it line. is. She know what it is. <laughs> so I'm sure she's campaigning for the idea. Absolutely. I mean, well, she's got merch, so. It, yes, she does. It makes sense to me. I mean, she's a heel. She may have more heat than anybody. She may have She may have uh, exceeded the heat that uh, not, uh, Eva Marie Eva has once was uh, <laughs> once the top of the mind. Uh, that would be tough. I don't know about that. Um, you made me forget my point. I was about to bring up something else about uh oh 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 oh. And then the other thing is, how does Kevin Owens play into this? Does he stay to his traditional guns and he flips on Sammy? Does he actually work with Sammy and they create this this bond? Um, and and then the biggest the biggest thing because you have to imagine this was somewhere in the fine print of his contract where Cody Rhodes was said I want to be not only the not only a face but the face of the company. Cody does not want to be booed, which means you cannot have Cody near Sami Zayn. It it's it's you, not you going to it. be a good look. Yeah, you just can't not right now. Don't, you don't let the people choose. Yeah, you cannot have the two. You cannot have Sami Zayn and Rome uh, and uh uh Cody Rose near each other cuz if Cody if it is a triple threat, which I I kind of like that idea, you kind of want Cody to win, but if he don't, then what? I guess he can recover. But if he beats Sammy, he's not going to come back from that. Well, here's the thing, though. It's a lose-lose for Cody because if he wins, it's the expected win. So, okay, fine, whatever. If he if he loses, then what was the point of, of giving him the keys? Um, and we're stuck with, with whatever the result is, uh, which is why I think that this is not something that needs to happen with Cody right now. Backlash yeah. is coming. They can do whatever they need to do later. I don't know when the next Saudi show is. And you just they, have they can to figure all that out later. But as of right now, the the road leads to, um, you know, with the storytelling. And that's that's one thing too. This isn't about just putting together a big match at the last minute with two names and getting on social media and calling Mountain Dew. They have the storytelling to back it up over the last definite few months, but years. Yeah, I. Cody Rose is a big name that you. I mean, he's a, he's he won the Royal Rumble, so he's in the main event of it. So he's facing whoever's the champion is. He just should be in the main event. You just can't have Sammy in that same match. Um, for our final topic here, uh, coming to you, Will. Now that we talked mm-hmm. about all these different situations in terms of with Sammy Zayn, yet Cody Rose. Well, what does the end of the bloodline look like? Here would be my guess. The way the cards are falling into place now between Cody and Sammy and Jay. And we just had it mentioned by Jamal that there has to be a feel-good moment for Sammy Zayn at Elimination Chamber. They're in his damn town. They're in Montreal. 
and we were just talking about someone else's town, who it is, Kevin Owens. I think the feel-good moment Elimination Chamber will be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens will get back together. They'll end up back together as a team, and we'll end up with them targeting the Usos. I think that's probably how we're going to keep him away from Cody. We're going to keep the storyline going with the bloodline. And as hot as Sami Zayn has been, I think there might be enough confidence in that matchup since it involves the bloodline that it might even main event the first night of WrestleMania. Usos versus KO and Sami for the tag titles. Okay. As your main event of night one, assuming they don't have Sami figured into, you know, the the Roman Reigns picture and all this. If they go with Sami versus Roman Reigns, in a elimination chamber. Who knows? We may find it with that show. So soon, I kind of get the feeling tomorrow night on SmackDown, they're going to have to really uh, start playing their hand as far as what's going to happen. But Usos, Sammy KO, they all fit nicely together and it keeps them away from Cody. Like we're saying Cody and Sammy is just, that's a disaster waiting to happen if you have them in the same orbit. So it, it's pretty tidy if you keep them together. And then if that if that you do that, then I think the story is Bloodline loses all the gold at WrestleMania. And R- Roman goes on vacation. Yeah. And you have, you know, they drop, they drop the tag. Usos drop the tag belts. Roman loses the other belts. And it's like, th- th- that's or, it. Do you, do you think there's an opportunity where Sammy, Kevin, and Cody realize that there's a common interest here? And maybe they get on the same page to figure out how do they completely destroy the bloodline once and for all. And Jay's still the wild card here. That's that. This this does make Jay Rose sound even more interesting because does he stick with his brothers or does he stick with his newfound brother in 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 uh, Sammy? And does that make him sort of the unpredictability in all of these matches now? Well, I I think that there's there is that. And I also think that the wild card could be Cody. Yes, this is the absolute perfect opportunity to, for him to live his boyhood dream and all that good stuff too. But the biggest, arguably the biggest heel on, on the SmackDown roster is it should be taking an extended break after he loses at WrestleMania. Yep. Why not replace him with Cody? Because when Cody turns on Sammy and ruins his babyface moment in Montreal... Yo. And takes the oh absolutely and takes you, the uh, you understand that this this guy hated being a heel in AEW. You understood that he got booed. I understand so that bad. he didn't want to be a heel in AEW, but I so also why understand would, why would you what why would you think he would want to say, like, hey, yeah, please let me go over as a heel because that's gonna make everything right. He he literally said uncandidly on Rose to the Top that he doesn't want to come back as a heel. So why would he come back and be a heel with all of the positive montages and vignettes about his redemption story for him to go over over to, to go over sammy that doesn't make any sense it absolutely makes lose, sense that's a lose for everything it makes sense because it's an opportunity because number one nobody would see it coming because everybody because and number two uh i do think that sammy should be in the title picture based on his you know past work with the bloodline that's the way that should lead whether they do a thing or not is what it is but I also think that if Roman's going to step aside, then Cody could step in his place. And it's not necessarily that he's this monster heel, blah, 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 but he's basically saying the same thing that Roman says. I won the Royal Rumble. You didn't. That's my championship opportunity, not yours. And he's going to get booed out of the building. So if you put, if you give the people an opportunity to choose, they're more likely to choose Sammy just because. So why not roll with that? I think I'm not saying it's going to happen. I also think it could be interesting if it did. And of course it's a swerve and I think people like a good swerve, but you know, with everything happening so quickly, I think that's also a thing too. Things are happening really, really quickly because elimination chambers in two weeks and WrestleMania is at the end of the month. I mean, listen to your same philosophy. This is why Rhea isn't (laughs) going against Bianca Belair because you're not going to have somebody who's being built as a, and, and although she's a heel, but she's so likable. You're not going to have her go against somebody else likable and realizing that one of them have to lose. Rhea not winning the championship is definitely not on everybody's bingo card. No one wants Bianca Belair to win, uh, to lose as well. 
So Charlotte's the easy guess here. This is why, like, she automatically comes in as the baby face as her redemption story of saying, you beat me, I owe you a receipt. Here we yeah. go. And it's that booking that makes me not want to watch WWE because it's boring. It, it, we, since we already, like, you just laid the groundwork. I'm not disputing the claim for the groundwork, but it's so formulaic that it's like cooking minute rice. I mean, Cody Rose did win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so. And wouldn't it be something if, if every, because, and everybody's already setting the table for what they think it's going to be, and they didn't do that. Hot damn. Some actual I mean, creative decision making. Yeah, Cody. And the first thing you said 30. is no. Well, you must watch WWE then. Yeah, Cody came out at thirty. We we knew what time it was then. And the <laughs> fact that <laughs> you looked around, he's like, okay, Ricochet still has to come out. Twenty eight. Oh well, twenty nine. Well, clearly Cody's thirty here. Right. Um, and they we'll, set you up, and then they then they went a different way. I would like to see them do that. It would be how on WWE of them to do something what, different. What, what's your thoughts, Will? Before we wrap up the the, the show for tonight on this. <laughs> I agree that it would be an interesting twist. And hell, like I was saying earlier, the most interesting part for me coming out of the Royal Rumble was the twist thrown at us about Jey Uso. So they are throwing some unexpected stuff here. They didn't just have Sammy turn and then the whole bloodline just jumps on him like you would think and they all just beat him down. They threw that little wrinkle in of Jay being like, oh, I don't like this. I can't handle it. He had his little traumatic breakdown and rolled out of there and, you know, cried up the rampway, just overwhelmed by the whole situation. So they are throwing some twists and turns in here. So we might get something like that. You know, like we got 60 days. There's a lot of time they got to fill here. So it can't be, it can't just be by the book. I think there's going to have to be some twists in here. I think the, the main concern right now is elimination chamber is so soon. So I think, and they didn't do nothing on raw with the bloodline at all. So SmackDown this week has to be heavy on the bloodline, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso. What the hell is going on with all this stuff? We got to get some answers on Fox Friday and, and night. And don't forget, as we mentioned, Elimination Chamber, the results of that has nothing to do with the title picture as well either. That's for the U.S. Championship, which makes that match don't have implications on what happens with uh, with Roman Reigns. But I, I will say this for the, my last thoughts quickly. Um, the, the couple of events that I expect to happen is there has to be some level of declaration to split these titles, both the tags and the heavyweight undisputed uh, universal championship. There has to be something to say these need to be split up um, because I do, I do not think when they go into their, their next season, um, after WrestleMania, that they still want these uh, one person to be carrying both of these championships, especially when you have so many other folks on the horizon. You have Gunther. We've gone a whole year with unified mm-hmm. titles. I can't believe it. I figured that would would not have lasted more than like maybe six months, and here we yep. are a year later. You have Gunther right there. I know he's the the IC championship uh, champion, but like you know, with him becoming a star that instantly there's got to be other folks you can have to be considering yeah brock and bobby laying around as well too so there's other folks seth is still pretty hot so there's going to be something that has to separate these titles i think with kevin in the picture thinking about his uh you know him being a former universal maybe that plays a part and then ultimately you have these tag team championships that are held by two folks that are not eye to eye which tells me that they need to be separated as well too so i'm expecting some um um developments in which we see these titles being separated and we'll see how that has to go we'll see how it has to go anybody else has anything to add before we wrap up tonight Nia Jax you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) hey they're gonna need an opponent for uh Bianca so they got to figure that out. That the women's yes. elimination chamber will be for the title shot at Bianca. So maybe Nia will end up in the chamber. There Kelsey are only Green. two SmackDowns before elimination chamber, and the last yeah. SmackDown is in Montreal. So they kind of gotta like set the table nicely tomorrow. Ch- Chelsea yeah. Green, who? Chelsea Green. <laughs> okay. She's not from Montreal. She's from Toronto, right? I don't think so. Uh, I, I could be wrong on that, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that. Let me find out right, 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 right now. She's from, uh, I just saw it. Uh, 
uh, uh, Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. So no, yeah, near, near Vancouver. Yeah. Anywho, folks, that's going to do it for our premiere episode back here at the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You all, thank you everybody that came in and, and chimed in live. You all can join us each and every week in the in the chat. Uh, let us know your thoughts about each topic. Join in on the topic. Let us know what other things you would like for us to discuss. Do all of that. Be interactive with us, and, and you could be a part of the debate and discussion. Uh, but for Jamal, for Will, and for I, Nigeria, we're out. We'll see y'all back next week, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in.